Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm going to start with Monday Night Football, which to me was a very juicy, a very entertaining game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Minnesota Vikings, a game in which Seattle finds a way to win back and forth, topsy-turvy, up and down, 37-30 win over the Minnesota Vikings, and it's a game early where you thought Minnesota was in great shape of having a chance to go on the road and win this game outright. They scored on their first possession with a Dalvin Cook touchdown. It made it look too easy. They had a 17-10 lead going into the locker room, and they can be very thankful for the fact that they had the Pick six, one of the weirder plays you'll see in the NFL this year. Russell Wilson getting batted at the line of scrimmage. Wilson, instead of catching it, basically backs it back up again, and it goes right into the hands of Harris, and he takes it to the house. Vikings had this game right there for the taking. The biggest problem Minnesota ran into is that their defense had absolutely no answer for what Seattle was able to do running the football. Seattle had the two-headed monster going of Carson and Penny, and they ran for basically 176 yards between the two. Carson going for over 100, Penny going for over 70. Seattle can beat you in so many different ways, and their rushing attack was dominant throughout this game and really took over this game in the second half. You get the bomb from Russell Wilson, and at 34-17, with no Dalvin Cook, with no Adam Thielen, I thought the Vikings, as someone who held a Seattle minus three ticket, was going to be cruising on easy street for a good majority of this fourth quarter. That was simply not the case, and that's where I'm going to actually come to the defense of Kirk Cousins, and I'll do this very often. Kirk Cousins is not a big game quarterback. Kirk Cousins remains winless on Monday Night Football. But you can't honestly look at this game and his performance and say, well, he's the reason the Vikings lost the game. I can't do that when Minnesota defensively gives up 37 points. When Minnesota gives up 218 rushing yards. And when Seattle basically has the ball the entirety of this game running it down their throat, controlling the line of scrimmage. This is not a game to me that falls at the footsteps of Kirk Cousins, who throws for 276 yards, throws two touchdowns, throws the interception, which is costly. The fumble obviously was costly in the second half as well. This is not one of those referendums, though, on Cousins. I've seen plenty of those games in big situations. Last year he had one in Seattle. He had one in week 17 as a member of the Washington Redskins. Winner 
go to the playoffs, lose, you go home and lay an egg against a giant team under Ben McAdoo that had nothing to play for. Those are the games where you can hold Kirk Cousins' feet to the fire. Last year, Week 17 against the Chicago Bears, you can hold Kirk Cousins' feet to the fire. Not going to do that when a guy throws for 276 yards. Yes, final possession of the game. Down four. Chance to win it. He doesn't get it done. Scored 30 points in the game. Was down 17. Showed you the sort of fight I would be looking for if I'm a Viking fan. But again, this is my overall takeaway with the Vikings. They're good. They're not elite. Not just because of the quarterback. These other teams just a little bit better. San Francisco is better. The New Orleans Saints are better. The Seattle Seahawks, because of the special it factor of Russell Wilson, they're better. Minnesota's probably going to end up as a wildcard team. And you're probably going to end up with the Vikings and the Packers, more than likely, playing at Lambeau Field. Because the Packers' schedule, if you haven't taken a look, it is easy, to say the least. As Dickie V loves to say, it's Cupcake City over the final four games of the year. Green Bay should find a way to win a division title. And I think they'll probably be entrenched and locked in in that number three seed. NC Plum's going to be damn good, though. You got New Orleans. You got San Francisco. You got Seattle. You got Minnesota and Green Bay. And then whoever wins the NFC East, somebody's got to win it. Sign me up right now for that field of six. But if you're going to ask me who's going to find their way to the top, the three best teams in the NFC, I've been saying it now for the last two weeks, the Niners, the Saints, and the Seahawks in some order. And the reason this game was so imperative from a Seattle standpoint, they want that number one or number two seed. They are a completely different team when teams got to come to that Pacific Northwest and they got to deal with that home crowd and that home field advantage. That's as good a home field advantage as you're going to find in the sport. It's loud. It's rocking. It's an environment. Seattle's got to keep pushing. They got to keep winning. And they won't have an easy task on Sunday, Sunday night, on the road against the LA Rams. A couple of real juicy games right out of the gate next Sunday. I can't freaking wait. From New Orleans and San Francisco to Kansas City taking on New England. Seattle and the L.A. Rams a damn good game, too. Ravens-Bills is pretty spunky. Titans and Raiders is pretty spunky. It's got a chance to be one of the best football Sundays, hopefully, of the year. And unfortunately, we have two situations here in New York where you go up and down the league like I just did, and you're like, wow, I'm excited about this game. Oh, I'm excited about that game. Man, I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait to watch that. And then you have the situation going on with the New York Giants. Let's call it like it is. The New York Giants might be the worst team in the NFL. That is, I know, very, very hard for a lot of you to imagine. But reality is reality. Yeah, you can make the argument the Giants maybe have a smidge more talent than a team like Washington or a team like Miami. I mean, Miami basically coded their entire team. I would hope that they'd have more talent than a team like Miami. 
Miami's better coached. Miami's playing a heck of a lot harder. Miami has played spirited football down a stretch. They can at least sell you on the idea that they are an improving organization. And that brings me to Pat Shermer, what's going on with the New York Giants. Yeah, he's somewhat of a sacrificial lamb because there isn't a whole lot to work with here. But ultimately, as a head coach, you are judged on that win and loss record. It's really that simple. And when you have a win-loss record of 17 and 40-something, you can't expect to survive. You can't expect the Giants to basically say, oh, because we're playing a rookie quarterback, that will be the mulligan that you deserve in order to come back for your third-year coaching the team. The way I would see it, the Giants aren't taking strides in a positive direction. I think it's going the other way. I think the Giants are taking more and more strides in a negative direction with each passing week. So if I'm ownership and I'm watching that on a week-in and week-out basis, how exactly am I selling my fans? And what fan right now would be listening and saying, you know what, JJ? I think that Pat Shermer has really got something. I think that Pat Shermer is the right man to lead the Giants, the right man to coach Daniel Jones. The guy who is going to get this franchise out of the mess it's currently in. And don't minimize the mess. Since the start of the 2017 season, the New York Giants, they have the worst record in the entire NFL. The New York football Giants. Let that sink in. Not the Browns, not the tanking Miami Dolphins, not the Arizona Cardinals, the New York Giants. When it's that bad, regardless of the amount of time you've given a head coach, you have to think about change. And it's the right thing to do. There's no justification at this point for Pat Shermer coaching the third year. And I don't know about you guys. A win over the Redskins, a win over the Dolphins, even a win, let's say, over the Philadelphia Eagles, whether it's Monday night or the last game of the year, I don't care when it is. That all of a sudden is going to be the progress you need to say, you know what, we got the right man for the job. Not my estimation. I got a head coach just selling you on the fact that progress is being made. You guys are watching the same games I'm watching Sunday after Sunday. Where exactly is it? Then after the game, it comes across as an excuse maker. As a guy totally out of touch to what's going on with his situation. The line of the week was, well, we know... There were three interceptions for Daniel Jones. But hey, he didn't fumble the football. Give me a break. Giants need a proven winner. To change this sort of awful culture that they're dealing with, they need a guy who's done it before. Because right now I know what the resume is for Pat Shermer. It's ugly. It's subpar. It's unacceptable. 
And nothing that I can see over these final four games is going to sell me on the fact that this man should be back coaching another season. You hate to be in that boat again if you're the New York Giants. But when you lose eight straight games, when you really should be a one-win team, when you look and feel like the worst team in the NFL, forget about the fact that you're playing a rookie quarterback. It's not an excuse. You're the worst team in the league. You're trending in the wrong direction. Listen to Pat Shermer on Sunday. You know, I heard Kotai mention with Adam Gaze a couple weeks ago. That was a Kotai-like press conference for what should be the proud New York football giants. Anything but proud these days. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.